Name? Dave Lister. Occupation? <laughs> uh, bum. So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! Hi there, everyone. Um, before we start, I have got a question for you, Dan. Yes. So what is it? It's a Red Dwarf podcast. Well, well wow. done, well done. You pass with flying colours. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Welcome to quizzes. I know, I know. So I'm going to give you a point head start before we get to the quiz for season four. Hang on, that was an, e- <laughs> that was an easy question if that was the case. Um, well, the only point I'm going to score, he asked me to do the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's very true. true. Yeah, that's right, I've forgotten about that. I might have to hold you to that. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of So What Is It? Um, we're on, we're on, um, you know what, I've written the last day at the top of my notes, and it's not the last Justice. day, it's Justice. Justice, and I've done that because I was editing the last day podcast today, so that gives a clue of how far ahead we are for people who are listening. Justice, I'm going to change that, just in case I refer to it again. So, Justice, halfway through series, um, now before I'm going to ask you how you fa- felt about this, um, I, I want to put a little rule down. I've, I've said it to a couple of couple of you already. <laughs> so, like, I I think we we, should, we can't be judging things on it wasn't my favourite episode ever, <laughs> because, because most of them aren't going to be. Um, even even hopefully with things going forward and and potentially getting better, they're never always going to be your favourite ever. So I don't want to hear the words. It wasn't my favourite ever. Okay, okay guys? I'll... Okay. If you listen back to the podcast, though, that is said an awful lot. And it's when exactly. you said that to me exactly. recently, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I can remember that being said. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone says it. And it's just sort of like, it's, it's almost sort of like, um, it's not too negative, but it's all like, well, of yeah. course, you know. I think we're going for, was this an enjoyable half an hour? What are the great moments? A couple of things that don't work. So... So who's going to um, do the predictable thing? Who shall I go to first? Uh, I won't go to Maddie first because he's uh, he's queuing up already. He's probably, made a sound, he's probably making a sound bite to use every week. <laughs> Did you enjoy this week's episode? I'm assuming yes. Anything to, particular to say about it? I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, and it had a lot of stonking one-liners in it, really. Um, a lot of one-liners. Yeah, I mean, it's the very... things that... That's standard, isn't it? I mean, we've done so many of these now. I think I'm just getting the feeling, well, that's standard. We enjoy it. It's got good stuff in it. So what else can we say about it? Dan, come on, you kick us off. Get our brains going. What, what I mean, can you say about this episode as an initial starter? I'm, I'm very conscious of your new rule. Um, so, <laughs> I, I mean, it was no quig, but... Uh... <laughs> no, I... I... I really enjoyed it, uh, as, as Matt's already started to say. It's got some excellent one-liners in it, and that is, you know, one of their strengths. But I think we've had episodes before where you've had, you know, the odd one here or there. I think every character in the in the cast, and actually for the first time in a very long time, every character had some good lines, had some screen time, and you know, we we've had three quite Crichton heavy episodes, haven't we? Obviously, yes. Obviously, had some good stuff. Some of my favourite stuff. 
but I think this was a full ensemble. I really, really liked it. Well, yeah, for me, although it wasn't a cat episode, I thought the cat really, some of my favourite stuff is from the cat in this episode. Matty, anything particular to say about this episode you want to kick off with? Um, It wasn't the worst episode. Hey! <laughs> Surely you were waiting for someone to say that. Um, from not allowed to say it's my favourite. I know, I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, fully enjoyed it. Um, I don't think there's anything else really I could say that hasn't already been said. I did I did wonder because I, I feel as though we're at a stage now where it, the, the show's embedded, isn't it? It, it, it's, it knows what it's doing now, I think. Series four, I think, feels like it's not necessarily more of the same, but but you know what I mean. It's, it is sort of like continuing a trend of, of series three. They know what the characters are doing, things that they're like. I mean, for this one, for example, we've we've got Rimmer with his vacation in the <laughs> the decks, looking at all the pipes and stuff, and it's really going for that eekiness that has become um, prevalent for him in the last couple of series, particularly. Yeah, we, we've got some good lines from Lister, which will, will come up. The same sort of thing, and like I say, the, I thought the cat was excellent really on point with his character and stuff that he's got so should we dive in and go straight to favorite <laughs> things i'm going first <laughs> yeah, that. Right. i mean there, there was lots of good stuff but my favorite and it's been one of my favorites since i was a kid and watched it is when he's talking about the iranian jihad so that's me in slow-mo put a black and decker drill on the end and i can make it through walls boy <laughs> <laughs> Love that line. Love that line from the cat. In fact, the whole scene from the cat is superb. Matty. <laughs> um, easily. Um, a line that actually properly made me laugh out loud was um, Crichton saying, and there's no others you've shared intimate moments with. And Lissa says, only one, but she's got a puncher. Yeah, I mean, that's built built upon um, past lines. But yeah, It was, yeah. I was thinking, because also um, Rimmer said the whole, you know, when he was no longer hologram, said, you know, get what is it, get the... Get the kit, get the inflate. Unpack Rachel. And Unpack get, uh, Rachel, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we've had that joke as well before, but it, it just made me laugh, that one. It was yeah, delivered well, brilliantly, had... though, wasn't it? It really was yeah. just bang. Good delivery on that one, I agree. Well, it was. I mean, this was a great use of summing up of several things from the past, wasn't it, really? Well, it's the third time we've had a, a, um, a sex doll joke from for Rimmer. <laughs> and so, that, so, I mean, one could say there's a couple of things creeping in that are repetitious of past glories maybe we'll come on to that in a minute matt yeah but we noticed that we noticed that it was funny we noticed that it was funny so why not say it again so you know it um it worked even if it is a repeated book it works that's that's the key point isn't it i mean yeah well before we go on to your good thing then I'll, i'll i'll bring up something we had a screw down my diodes and call me frank right from Crichton, and it was it was two episodes ago wasn't it we had spin my nipple nuts and send me to alaska which was a great line, and I felt this one wasn't as successful. You know, I don't know how it was written, um, whether they thought, oh, let's give these stupid lines to Crichton, but I felt it was a variation which wasn't as successful to me. Thoughts? <laughs> I think a lot of it also is down to sort of the delivery. Like we just said about that line, I think it is down to delivery. I just think the delivery probably wasn't as on point as it was before. I liked it. I wrote it down and, and underlined it. Oh, an underline. Underline. And it, it, it was it was going to be my second choice as well, because you know, in case. But you've said it, so hey. No, that's absolutely fine. I mean, I, I said it with the assumption that it wouldn't be anyone's favourite thing, but yeah. But um, but that's good. We're on a different page on that one. Absolutely fine. But I think it does show that when we've talked about catchphrase stuff in the past, 
I'm not saying that's going to become a catchphrase for Crichton, but it's an attempt at doing something the same, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I've no idea who I've gone to now. I've done mine. I've done Matty's. Uh, do, do I go to you, Matt? No, I'm you didn't, but I, but I have two. So that, so best let Dan go um, next. Okay. And I'll go last. That's very kind. I've, I've preemptively selected one or two just in case I lost out, but actually my favourite one's still there. And we talk about delivery, not a big line, but when Rimmer is being told that he is guilty of uh, of, of all these cases of, yeah. of murder, his response is, oh, that! <laughs> yeah, just, that was my oh, second choice, yeah. yeah. That was good. Absolutely yeah, that was good. Uh, I mean, can, can, I, can I build on that as well? Because, I mean, I, I think it's the... The Go double whammy of the um, his face beforehand it, it, it's that the, the smile, and it's that you know what's coming type yeah. joke, isn't it? And that that leads into that oh that as well. It's all part and parcel of the same thing. So yeah, brilliant mm. part of the episode. And yeah, but, and and just prior to that, this isn't mine by the way, but just prior to the kind of oh that when well, he's, you know, that's... The, he's told that he was he's sentenced to nine thousand three hundred twenty eight years of penal servitude, and he's like I, I would have remembered. You know, yeah. as well, yeah. and it's like you know, the penny hasn't dropped until the you know, and the oh that was great, and I've du- yeah. I've double underlined that one by the way. I'm, is this an official sanctioned system? To uh... <laughs> <laughs> my my two my two lines are both from the cat at the start. <laughs> uh, the obviously is of poor Lister being ill with his um, space mumps. <laughs> you could go double dating with the elephant man, and he would be the looker. That was great, yeah. but my favourite for him is when they're they're talking about the potential of the what's in the pod, what's in the pod, and uh, Barbara Bellini, and Lisa says to him, well, "You've never seen a woman," and Cat's like, "I've seen mirrors." <laughs> Let's face it, buddy, I have a body that makes men wet. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought very funny. I know. Well, let's let's stick on the cat then, because as I said, for me, I, I think he really shines, and this is one of his best episode so far for just a, a a quick bang 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 delivery of all those lines and those lines you mentioned and my one come with in the same scene it's like it really is a sort of like a list of great stuff he says and i won't necessarily go through all of them because we've done a couple already but yeah just the way he's insulting rim and the way he's saying how great he is and his prowess and you know death or a date and stuff like that you know please believe it or not i mean <laughs> i think it's uh cat his character comes back in force when he doesn't care about Lister. You know, he didn't visit him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about it. Um, Matty, you didn't like the cat in the first series. How did you feel about <laughs> This just keeps coming up now, doesn't it? Uh, it does. Yeah. I, no, I did, I did not in the first series. It was just one of those, it wasn't I didn't like him. It was just, uh, I, could, I, could be, I could take it or leave it. Whereas now, yeah, no, I, I really do enjoy the cat. Is he my favourite character? No. Um, um, are we allowed to say that? <laughs> well, I, mean, I like him as a character. I'm just—he's not my favourite character, but I, I, I like the character of the cat. This episode, how do you feel about it? In this episode, I mean, I, I was particularly wowed by the cat in this episode. Apart from his accent, yeah. What are you doing? His accent slipped quite a few times. That was the only thing I've put a note down. There are multiple occasions his accent really slips. But oh, what accent should a cat have three million years in the future? Well, because he has kind of like the American James Brown type of thing, doesn't he? And he very obviously does drop accent a couple times on this one, which is strange because actually 
I only found out recently he's not American when I was watching interviews and things on YouTube. Did we not talk about this earlier on? Maybe because you hated him so much that you didn't take it on board. Yeah, well, <laughs> move on. Move on. Well, that's how I feel about the cat, and now we know how Matty still feels about the cat. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to assume you two guys agree with me. Is there anything you want to move on to, Dan, um, now we've had an initial round of stuff? It, it, it's probably safest to agree with you. No, I, I, I do, though. I mean, Cat, I think his character was, was really confident, more than happy to put himself to the fore. I mean, clearly he's the most handsome guy on the ship, and, you know, he's not just insulting you know goalpost head he's not just insulting novelty condom head he's okay fair enough at this particular point um lister also has something wrong with his head but um you know i really liked his line where he's saying oh you know what are you going to do when you meet this girl are you going to paint your head yellow and black and tell her you play quarterback for the bengals i just thought it was he's he was an, an a, we'll come on to it in time you know the the insults in this were excellent yeah. Crichton stole the show with insults. I'm sure we'll come on to it. Yeah. But just the creativity with which they put each other down is 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 joyous. They're not just calling each other gimboids and smegheads. They're I really mean, going to town to and pulling into, each other apart. Yeah, it seemed to go into the stratosphere this episode. More, yeah. more than ever. A bit like us, really. But yeah, the cat scene there and and the trial, it was just a great, great um exercise in finding inventive things to say, wasn't it really? Matt, do you want to add anything? It doesn't have to be about the cat, about anything, really. <laughs> oh, anything sorry. else you underlined? Uh, no, just, there's loads of, of underlined. We've been quite bored. Um, Holly actually did have quite a funny line. Um, when they were they were debating on what was actually in the pod, yeah. and um, Crichton had obviously described the, um, the psychotic simulant and Holly said, "We wait 24 hours, and if you find your limbs scattered around deep space and your neck full of saliva, then it probably wasn't Babs. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, lovely. It's the, it's the, unfortunately, the odd one or two, isn't it, for Holly? So we're still getting the scraps, I think. Mm, yeah. I thought, I, I said this at the top, and I still think, I think this was the best episode we've had, but her best contribution in terms of the script and the opportunity to, to make something of it. I thought she had a, a couple of uh, good moments. I, I I really liked, you know, apart from the fact that when after, later on the simulant has escaped and uh, and goes chasing after them, jumping around the uh, jumping around the the, uh, the story a little bit, you know, she pops up. What's going on? Apart from the fact that how on earth did she not know? I loved the fact that she ducked when he yeah, shot her. I mean, you know, yeah. I thought she had one or two. There were a few bits. She was also allowed to have good ideas. It wasn't, you know, oh, what do we do now? And normally Crichton comes up with something. She's the one that says, well, there's a black box. Let's go to the prison ship. I, you know, she's she was in this episode. She was she was making much more of a contribution, not just in terms of the script, but in terms of, you know, what what are the gang going to do? She's she's uh, she's still not doing lots, but she was also, you know, she's pulling faces when when Lister's head had exploded. She was pulling faces, uh, you know, and stuff. So she was. You know, in the background, it was never focused on. I but think that has been happening since she's been on board. Uh, she has been doing stuff in the background, mm. like that, and sort of looking in the direction of whatever's going on, subtly so in now, the background. I thought that was actually a mistake. Um, there is uh, when Lister's head explodes, and obviously the cat's all covered with the goo, Which and uh, <laughs> yes, it is quite hilarious. And there's a scene. There's just a quick scene. He's saying. 
uh, Kat says, someone shoot me in the head. And there's a there's Holly on a screen behind him, and it's like frozen. I don't know if it's a mistake or if it was just a, an effect or something. But she's like this. I, I, I'm doing the face now. Obviously, our dear dear listeners that can't hear. Um... Do their face louder for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I should have written down the time of when, I know when it you was. So I'd have to go back and check it. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, is that a must? Is that something that they meant to do afterwards? You know, because it looks like a, it looks like a painting. Hmm. But yeah, I just she was there, pulling the face. There was a slight, there was a slight obvious joke. Uh, I knew as soon as they went to the penal colony. Are we on the? Es- no, 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 no. It's not. A, it could have been, but it wasn't. I knew when the um what they called the escort boots, the dodge, you know, the those dodgy escort boots came. Cat is not going to like them, and he's going to say something about them not matching his outfit. And we did get the kind of they look like Frankenstein's hand-me-downs. Have you got anything with a Cuban heel or crepe sole? Which was good, which which was great. So you know, there's me thinking, right? I know he's going to say something, but I liked what he said. Oh, exactly. I think that's what I was saying. We know where we are with these characters now, so it is that it is that line between being obvious and still being funny, isn't it? Really, because mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat> with with uh, Rimmer and all his slides, uh, we get some good moments out of that. <laughs> a Cameron Macintosh pipe was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they've chosen to name something after Cameron Macintosh, but yeah, Crichton's face and that as well. <laughs> what did you say? I can't remember what it is now. Well, sir, could we take a break for a while? It appears my intelligence circuits have melted. <laughs> my intelligence Sorry. circuits have melted. My, my, yeah, could we, could we take another break, please? My intelligence circuits appear to have melted. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through if we take an, a second break. Yeah. <laughs> was, was, that, was that during the slideshow and Crichton yeah. had that really, really good board face? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he um, he had a couple of good moments in, in there and, and actually this one seemed to fit into the sequence because, mm-hmm. you know, there were a couple of references, for example, to his lie mode, for example. Yeah, so yeah. Clearly post, because we talked, didn't we, about them having been shot and then shown out, out, out of sequence. He's, he's, he, he can clearly do that. And it was absolutely vital to this particular story that he could do that. So, it, but I thought, he, you know, it, 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 they really used this as a new facet to Crichton. In I don't time. know. Was he lying? Was he lying? When we well, he, to didn't he? When he when he talked to uh, Lister, he said, "Oh, they they won't be interested in some misdemeanors from three million years ago." Oh, oh, do you really think so? Oh, this lie mode's really good. Obviously, no, I, yeah. I know that I know he did at that point. But when you said it was vital to the story, um, I was saying, you know, in the story when he's saying all this stuff about Rimmer, it, is that a lie? Is he culpable? Is well, I think, that, I think that the point that he was making was right, but he was able to lie. And I think because Crichton is now, he is able to lie because he's able to, he can, he, he's just, he's more rounded as a character. He can do more because he can see more rather than just seeing things in a, in a binary way that, you know, things are right or wrong and, and I can't possibly do the wrong thing. He's much freer with his, um, well, with his choices and with his, with his language. Because, yeah, when we do get, if we're going to get to the trial bit, you know, just inspired i would never yeah. like to be on his wrong side he was um cutting <laughs> there was a bit during the slideshow that uh, rimmer seemed to be wearing lederhosen in one of the pictures yeah. and i just thought mm. why Which why would you be wearing lederhosen because of a vacation <laughs> no i know yeah but on the diesel on the diesel deck it's not exactly you know he wasn't actually you know 
going wandering around the Rhineland or something like that, you know, or th- th- you know through the Bavarian forests or something, you know, on a diesel deck. You, you know, I don't think the lederhosen were probably the appropriate dress for that particular <laughs> play. Now, I may be wrong, but I feel as though you've worn lederhosen before, Matty. You'd be surprised here, actually. As far as I know, I haven't. Oh, no. Oh, right, OK. I'm su- I am surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, you, why, why do I seem like the type of person who would wear lederhosen? Yes, I, I want to ask that question too. <laughs> what if I've I've not the closest I've worn to lederhosen was probably in like a panto or something. I had to wear some. I had to wear something very similar in um in Jack and the Beanstalk, which somehow has <laughs> even has, has still made it to another podcast. Take, take a drink, everyone. <laughs> oh. Um, anyway, but, so, so as, we're, as we're on you, Matty, and I know this wasn't the worst episode you've ever seen, but there probably was a couple of things that maybe didn't work for you. Let's go on to that. It, what, what about this episode for you maybe didn't hit the heights? I can't really say to I, I wish they did a... Why <laughs> are you looking at me like that? For everyone who, everyone who can't watch, I'm getting a very judging look there from Mr. Amazing. And, um, I really wasn't. I really oh, wasn't. Okay, was, basically. Um, the one thing I'd say that was maybe not done as much as it could be and i think could have been a lot better was the kind of part evil android thing in the prison yeah the simulant yeah the simulant i think they Uh could have done a hell of a lot more with it it felt very much not part of the story but a byproduct of the story than anything else i guess he was the excuse to get them there to do all the the trial stuff at the end of the day wasn't he but i i think i do agree with you there well, um, they got, was it not Cat who said um, when they got back to Starbuck, having finally got Rimmer out of uh, out of prison, effectively, I can't even remember where we came here. And then it was always like, yeah, let's wrap this up, the simulant. Um, we've had this before, haven't we? You know, they, they they sort of wrap things up. They come up yeah. with a device. And sometimes the story will be about that, whether it's a sci-fi concept or a device, and it will be all about. And sometimes it's just an excuse. And yeah. you know, this was this was like that. I, I agree they could have done more with it because I think the character had something uh, a, a bit more to them. But yeah, I, they crammed in some other stuff that I liked very much. So uh, mm. if, if, I mean, if something had to give, it would be him. It's definitely definitely an excuse. And, and interestingly, I wrote the last day at the top of my notes because I've been editing that one, and it, it's a very similar affair to that because obviously in that we had the the droid turning up at the end and they had to face off with it and this one was the simulant and they had to face off with it and i haven't got a massive problem with that but I, there was at that point when they got back to the pod i had a look there's about seven minutes left of the episode i think maybe a little bit less and it it that was the bit for me it felt very labored at the end i mean they've yeah. done such a sterling job up to this point with the, the cat scene and the trial scene it'd been fantastic and then and then it all slowed down, and and the, there was a couple of things at the end, but all this, it was very obvious as well. I mean, yeah, we know what's going on, but they went into that justice field, which we haven't talked about yet, twice, and it, and we had the announcement twice about, oh, if you go into this justice field, you know, you won't be able to commit a crime, and then we had to wait until, you know, the guys that acting there st- stupid, not realizing what would happen, you know, and I felt. It's, that was too obvious, really. Maybe if it hadn't had the announcement and we'd sort of forgotten about it, then maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. But I, I felt as though it was very in your face and, and it wasn't that that funny. 
No, no, the only thing I was going to mention, the other thing that bothered me as well was, um, obviously in the beginning they had that, um, that sort of, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the sort of, the, the cryo chamber type of thing. You're, you're, Oh, the pod, oh, the, the pod, yeah, the pod, yeah. Nothing really came of that in the beginning. It was all the waiting for it to defrost and everything. I, after they went to the other ship, we didn't really hear much about that again. That's what the simulant came because out. I, I must have missed that bit because I always thought that that I didn't know that it was in there. I think I must have missed that bit off the story somehow. Yeah. So, so the story was a quick recap for all our listeners who weren't paying attention, <laughs> um, <laughs> including me. There was a pitched battle on the the, the ship where the pod came from and there's a either a simulant or B- babs survived so they didn't know who was in the pod and oh, okay. it ended up it was, it was a simulant that was in the pod so they returned and the pod was open oh. and that's where that came from so right, okay yeah it, it did circle back to it yeah. okay no, fair enough fair enough ignore me well at the same time they didn't take it on board you would think right we're going to the prison ship to get rid of this thing potentially massively dangerous thing they would have taken that and said this is why we're here no they've just blunted don't worry about it. It, it. It's a sitcom, but you know, actually, there were as ever. There's one or two things. It's like that makes no sense. However, I'll give it away because it's funny. <laughs> oh, I think to be fair, they didn't know they was going to get escorted away by the boots, and then oh, Rimmer true. was going to be put in jail. So I think they were distracted somewhat yeah. with that story-wise. So I'm I'm okay with that. But <laughs> yeah, they they'd had all the jokes. They'd done a great job, and then it's I don't know, sort of run out at the end. Matt, I was going to go to. I was. You. I would I would completely agree with you. Um, that was my biggest biggest problem, and the fact that it was the ending was it took too long. Okay, it was the joke of a crime and what you do will be done to done to you in the justice field. It was just so many different examples that were going on. I mean, I like the, the cat twatting the guy with um, that big um, spade, and then it, yeah, and then he collapses. That was amusing, but yeah, it's like. How stupid was that simulant to not realise? But you you are right. The well, there's more list was... of being stupid that I was worried about, really. Well, yeah, okay, but um, I I kind of got the feeling that he realised. I mean, he would he was going to shoot the simulant earlier on because Rim was urging him to, you know, and and obviously they oh, made yeah, yeah, of course. More and stuff, which I didn't think fitted in with the character. Really, it was just a delaying tactic to get to the joke of the justice field. I mean, the the actual concept of the penal colony and the the justice voice and stuff. I thought that was really well done. The ending of it, though, it it did sort of have a similar kind of feel to the one with the Hudson robot. Just like the last week's episode, the DNA um, curry monster was similar to episode three in series three. That name escapes me. Um, the one that we all loved. Polymorph. Polymorph, thank you, was like similar to the polymorph with them sort of being blown up at the end. It took it took too long. They could have done other stuff. And it's interesting that you're saying about um that, especially that last scene, because uh, that brings me on to the little fact of the week. <laughs> right, and so <laughs> don't you, what? Don't you like my fanfare? <laughs> That sounds like it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? We'll be back in a few moments. So, um, when they had that fight, and of course, you know, they he hits them with the vases. So, the vases were built from wax. However, the 
um, props department used the wrong type of wax and it was too set. So actually, he was pretty much getting beaten with those things and had <laughs> and had lumps on the top of his head that remained for a good couple months afterwards and needed minor surgery. Ouch. So there you oh go. My. Ouch. That is, that is a good fact of the week. I, I had a question at that moment. It's like, wh where are these vases coming from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <beat another> one. <laughs> totally ridiculous but yeah again i'd, I'd echo the same uh, what you've all said that that bit lasted a bit long although unlike some of those other episodes polymorph the last day that wasn't the last moment we then got almost a, a, a an epilogue yes epilogue yeah as, as as well which was funny um but yes there was a the, that bit know, was, it, was it the epilogue funny yeah, it was. I stand by my. I stand by my decision. Well, okay, let's go round. Was the epilogue funny, Matt? <laughs> I, to be honest, the um, I, I knew there was something coming from the fact that, that nobody else was talking. Rumor was banging on, so I thought something's going to happen. And then, yes, through the manhole cover. And, did you actually sit yeah. there and sing it like that? <laughs> I did. Yes, very tunefully, <laughs> and I even harmonised with myself. Excellent. Did you do a mental, mental underlining of it as well? Indeed. Yes. <laughs> Matty, was the epilogue funny? I thought he died. What? <laughs> it's always funny when someone falls down a hole. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. funny, we're, but we're trying, to, we're trying to deconstruct layer upon layer of humour. He fell down a hole. That's funny. Right. Was, I mean, right. It was a bit. It was a little bit to use a Matty phrase, but a bit random, wasn't it? It was. No. Thank you, thank you. But it is basically what we do on this podcast is we are the equivalent of the people that someone tells a joke and we try to explain why it's funny, and that's what we essentially do. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's good. That's good. People love it. Right. Matt, he fell down a hole. <laughs> yeah, but why was this hole there? It wasn't set up. It was just a random thing so, at the end. So he could fall down it, so the others could say, thank God he shut up. But it wasn't set up. There was no reason for him to suddenly fall down this hole. This is what I mean. I, it was. It could have been It could have been one of the scutters hadn't replaced the manhole cover properly. Yeah, but why? <laughs> Again, I don't know. We're, we're finding plot holes in Red Dwarf. I thought we've all discovered that over the last few episodes that never works. No, it's not a plot hole. It's I mean we're talking no, it's about a manhole. I, mean, I have great, I have great <laughs> respect for Rob Grant and Doug Naylor who write this show as it's one of my favourite shows, and they're absolutely brilliant. And to sit down and write these as many episodes of these sitcoms as they've done, and make them continually funny is fantastic. And obviously, I think there is a problem in ending these things. Well, when I say problem i mean it's obviously ending anything is difficult and we've talked about this before a long time ago about how to get out of a scene you have a funny scene how do you get out of the scene and it's a little bit like that with the ending of the episodes isn't it we do need the situations to hang all the jokes off of and you know the stories aren't so um magnificent that there's some amazing tale to be told that we have to end i suppose so what i'm trying to say is i don't want i'm not criticizing the endings too heavily because there needs to be a way to finish it off you can't just end after a trial and some funny jokes so there needs to be something going on sometimes just, they feel a little bit un unsatisfactory but but yet it's an incredible difficult thing to find the way to do it is what i'm saying it's... yeah you know you're right you are right i mean i just think poor lister he starts the episode with space mumps and ends it down a manhole yeah but with with this particular one with the whole thing i'm not saying it's not funny falling down a hole but uh, we talked about it in time slides with um rimmer blowing up that 
maybe they could have worked the bomb into it so you had the setup rather than there just happens to be bombs there for them to blow up if there was a reason for there to be a hole there earlier on and then he fell down that hole i just think that rounds off the joke better because it was pretty random i felt it was just yeah they had a point to make about justice and there's no such thing as natural justice and good things happen to bad people and bad things i mean it feels like there was bits and pieces they wanted to say about it and it was tagged on the end and and it just felt a little bit out of place it was me it's also it's it's a strange kind of the way they ended it it's almost it's not like they would do a whole thing where they like change Crichton to like a human and then the next episode there's no explanation and he's just completely back to how he was it's not like they would do anything like that as well so it, but there is, an, there is an explanation for that because they were on their way back to changing back into a, a droid, weren't they? We just didn't see it happen in the last episode. That that I mean, they were mm. on their way to do that, weren't they? So, so I think that's acceptable. But yeah, just falling down the hole because just felt an odd thing to do, and it just felt like oh, we need to end this somehow. I, I, yeah, I I take your point. At the same time, we pick up quite often that there are jokes and we can see them coming and figuratively and literally we didn't see this one coming and now in some cases that's random and in some cases that's inspired and i guess it's like those repetitions if we like the repetition if we thought it was funny we don't mind it we don't pick it up as a repetition we think that was a good joke um whereas when we don't like it we don't like it and it's oh that's repetitive this one you know sometimes someone will do something utterly random and it's hilarious and sometimes it's uh you, you don't like it as much so it's random as opposed to inspired i guess <laughs> he just fell down a hole though i mean that is intrinsically funny but you know we probably spent 10 minutes on it <laughs> no no mm-hmm. i i say i disagree i think you need oh, to see God. the hole first <laughs> if you'd seen the hole he wouldn't have fallen down it. Maybe not, but I think that's what's funny about falling down a hole is is that slapstick thing of you are you are expecting someone. It's the Chekhov gun of holes, isn't it? You know, it's it's there to be fallen down, so someone will fall down it. Whereas this just happened, and there was no reason for him to fall down a hole. Have you got a falling down a hole sound effect, Matty? So we can just. I was Matt really down. thinking I need something like that. Please do. These... Can we move can on? You... I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously, if, there was a... if I was walking, if I was walking, walking along, and fell down a hole now, that would be funny because the irony involved <laughs> would be amusing. Oh dear. <laughs> Could, could we talk about? I don't know. Could we talk about the 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 appeal trial? I mean, I I feel as though we're here to analyse these things to greater depths, the depths of a hole. But <laughs> you know, if you want to move on to to uh, sewing name labels into the ship issued condoms, then go for it. <laughs> God oh, I, I, don't, I don't want to. Don't want you to see me some kind of self-related chairperson. All right. <laughs> Sir, could we take a break for a while? It appears my intelligence circuits have melted. I thought the trial was brilliant. I thought Crichton as defence barrister... Enough about that. (laughs) (laughs) See, no, no, no. See, I was just waiting for a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that next week. (laughs) Go on, go on. Right from the start, when Crichton said he was going to get the defence organised, and he he said, I reckon I can have a, a, a decent case by lunchtime he was 
fully leaning in to insulting Rimmer. Now, you know, you raised the question earlier on, was that a lie or was that, you know, that was the case, clearly. Um, and the joke then right at the end was Rimmer saying, oh, you know, you did a really good job of, of lying. So Rimmer thought it was a lie and was happy to go along with it, apart from all his objection. Twisting the phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was great. Others, I, I don't want to, I, I can talk about it for 10 minutes. I mean, there's no hole to fall in, but I can talk about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Others will have, will have thoughts. Uh, my favourite line from, the, uh, from the, the trial process, actually, I think before they, uh, before they get into the trial room, was Crichton describing Rimmer as a neurotic, underachieving, emotional retard. I just, <laughs> that was brilliant. It was horrible yes. and excellent. Yeah, and... You know, Rimmer goes through a whole whole collection of faces as he's listening to this, which which was which was pretty entertaining too. Well, uh, careful, Matt. careful, Dan. You said hold. You might 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 get Matt started again. <laughs> oh, no, <triggered> him. <laughs> no I, I put my hand up because obviously again it's another thing that people can't see, but that's what he was doing behind. He's going Arnold Judas Rimmer, and he's going yeah. um. <laughs> yeah. And a, a low life and nothing, a piece of sputum floating in the toilet bowl of life, I thought was quite, was, um, was quite, was quite uh, amusing as well. It was very good. It didn't necessarily just stick to the facts. It was, it was, it was quite an oration, wasn't it? It was, um, you know, I mean, it was, it wasn't quite a few good men, but it was, it was up there in terms of courtroom presentations. I felt. While we're in this sort of topic, another thing is when um, Rimmer's objecting and Crichton says, "Sir, trust me, my whole case hinges on uh, my, me proving that you're a dork." And I thought, "Hmm, dork." That that I think must have been a relatively new sort of insult, because I don't remember p calling people calling each other dorks when I was at school. He was a lowly grease monkey, a zero, a nothing. A piece of sputum floating in the toilet bowl of life. After Kat's great stuff earlier on, um, I, I love the take the fifth line, yes. which I yeah. didn't like as a kid. I didn't really get it that much as a kid, but actually it stands out now as one that I find a lot more funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, you know, will you be associated with Rimmer? Take the fifth. <laughs> But that was that was an interesting bit for Lister too, wasn't it? Because the question was, you know, do you consider him a? Would you call him a friend? Take the fifth, and then no, you have to answer the question. No, I'd call him a git. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, it... and you're the person who loves him the most. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. If, I mean, again, a, a greatly timed joke from uh, Lister from Craig Charles in this one as well. Occupation. Bum. <laughs> yeah. He dressed up for court, though, hadn't he? Had a nice tie on, although it was tied up very short. Um, he, he clearly put in some effort. Yeah, so I mean, uh, that was a superb line. Guilty of second degree murder, 1,167 counts. Oh, that! Um, uh, so, a, a question of Red Dwarf lore here. Um, I can't Ooh. remember. Have we had this number before of 1167 crew members is that now been inflated to that from the original 300 odd that were back in series one well look you're, you're you're probably going to know better than us i can't remember that this is I actually if, you, if you if you can't remember it then we certainly matty and i certainly won't be able to this was a this Dan? was a note as well i wrote that this is a note 
You wrote you wrote something down. I did. I wrote this down because no, originally the first one was one hundred and sixty nine. Then it was one thousand one hundred and sixty nine. Seven. But this wasn't. No, it's all right. I mean, the, the point is, is it, this is the first time it's gone up to that number since uh, originally, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, uh, listy, listy. Is that a small sewage plant you're carrying in your trousers? Anyway, <clears throat> after you lot have gone on, I don't know how long we've been recording for now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do, do you want to do a final round of things you want to say about this episode? A favourite line? Maybe a, a topic of conversation? I don't know. It's up to you, really. Um <laughs> Matty, is there anything else you want to say about? Oh uh, no, I re- I did actually really enjoy this episode. It was a good episode. It had its money. I'd probably say I had a proper couple laugh out loud moments. I completely forgot about the git. That made me laugh as well. Git and how he didn't say smeged. Um, but no, really good episode. Uh, looking forward to the next one. Cool. I mean, we didn't really haven't really talked too much about the actual justice field, and you know, obviously, it's not a, a thing that's possible, but a nice concept. I well, liked it. Did anyone spot when they first? When they were first um, all standing all four, when they first got on the ship and they had their yeah, first checks. Yes, I did. Did you see it? The microphone. Yeah, several yes. times. Nearly yeah, clattered yeah. it in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, no, I did see it, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only one who spotted that. Oh, I didn't see that. Boom creeping into shot. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, I mean, if we're rounding up, I mean, there's a, there were, I thought there was so much in that, in that trial. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed his, the, the end of his, who, who would allow him to be so, to have this responsibility, only a yogurt. Who would permit this man, this joke of a man, this man who could not outwit a used teabag, to be in a position where he might endanger the entire crew? Who? Only a yogurt. 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 I mean, that was random. I yeah. didn't see that coming. But I still <laughs> no, found that that a, little, a little strange line, yeah. But, but the bit that, um, you know, we've talked in the past about, you know, having sympathy for Rimmer. And I thought that the, probably of all the insults, of all the most cutting things that, that anybody's almost ever said to uh, to Rimmer, and certainly even Crichton in this, you know, this man is guilty of man, is not guilty of manslaughter. He's only guilty of being Arnold J. Rimmer. That is his crime. That is also his punishment. And you know mm-hmm. the defence rests. Oh, bloody hell! <laughs> no wonder he objected to it. That was harsh. Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite profound though. It was quite profound. Yeah. Matt, anything else to add? Dan's just said it. Oh, obviously. Then the bit when they're they're um, back out in the loading bay area type thing. Does Rimmer really think that you know? Is he, he's completely in denial? He truly believes that Crichton wouldn't be saying those things about him. It's all. You know, a tissue of lies to make sure that he wasn't at the the penal colony. Yeah, we have had this similar conversation before when we were asking whether he believes it or not, and I'm not sure we came to a total conclusion. But he's obviously goes back to that happy place, doesn't he, of uh, not realizing. I, I think that if he were to confront that, I think it would it would end him. I think not to be too mawkish about it, but I don't think he could possibly handle the fact that what all these people say about him is true. He just, you know. You know, just completely laughs it off. Just no. you know, breaks it out. He he is a he is an insignificant man with a with a, a Napoleon complex, but he absolutely has a Napoleon complex. Now, now I've said we're rounding up. I've noticed three things that I want to mention. Um, you can only choose one. I love the line, "High killer." Mm. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. goes in. Um, we didn't talk too much about the physical comedy of the escort boots. Matt mentioned it once i think there's a nice balance between 
verbal jokes and physical comedy in the program. Oh, you like physical comedy now? I, I do. I do when it's set up properly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt always takes a mick out of me saying, "So you don't like the cat?" So we can say to you, "So you don't like physical comedy?" That's how it goes. All right. I never actually said. I didn't like physical comedy. No, the boots were Matthew, funny. You're not, not going to win. Before, and then they got into them, and then they were allowed to move, so we knew that they were boots that had been established so they could move. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were hilarious, but I think they were a good device, and, and they were amusing. I, I thought that, that was that was speeded up, and I think I've picked yeah, on them totally. yeah. in the past where I haven't liked that, but actually... I, I liked it in this. I think you know they made Me that. too. Would... And that's got hard, actually, to walk. I mean, I've not tried it, and there's absolutely no point in me trying it sitting in a chair on a podcast. I've never tried to walk <laughs> as if it still looks like my feet are pulling me along, but I thought they did do that very, very well. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, I agree. it was a bit of fun. Um, I found another thing as well, a bit more Holly lip-syncing. Didn't like that, same as last week. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, Why and... do they do that to her? They wouldn't have done that to Norman Love here. Well, they may have done if he was still there. Who knows? But I don't. I Queek. don't believe that they would have. He did for Queek for a moment. <laughs> That's true. And a, a last, a last really good line from the little drawn-out bit when he says, "You know, you'd happily kill a man, you know, in his back." So it's, it's only a pity he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> Unhappily, who was on the job? You know, what in the back? Of course, in the back. It's only a pity he's awake. <laughs> I mean, you could happily kill him if he was asleep. I could happily kill him if he was on the job. Classic river. <laughs> so a good line from the end there. Well, it's it's almost been a pleasure. <laughs> and I very much look forward to next week. I mean, it's a... Mo- oh, no, I can't build it up too much. But, um, <laughs> best not to, best not to. You know. I think if we're not allowed to say it wasn't our favourite, you can't say next week's is brilliant. Every yeah, week. absolutely. Next week's could be your favourite. <laughs> wow. But we won't be allowed to say that. No. Oh, I, didn't say you could, I, I didn't say you couldn't say it was your favourite. I said you right. can't say it's not my favourite. Not your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, this works better when there's a wee bit of friction. I mean, when it's confected and based on your misunderstanding of slapstick, then, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think this works better when there's... Well, a... we may have to continue this as a private uh, conversation, Dan. But, you know. fascinating to know what the edit comes out like. I don't, I, I'm afraid Dan wasn't here this week. <laughs> exactly. Fascinating to see if you were in the edit. <laughs> oh, it's not easy, is it? <laughs> anyway, I think we should say cheerio chaps. So uh, cheerio chaps from me, Matthew. Cheerio chaps from me, Matt. Cheerio chaps from me, Matty. A cheerio chaps from me, Dan.